Thrive, flourish, unleash your buried treasure. This is the Exponentially Empowered Podcast with Joel Bine. Through conscious action and authentic self-connection, empower yourself to write your own script. I'd like to read from the opening of a book, Honoring the Self, by Nathaniel Brandon. We stand in the midst of an almost infinite network of relationships to other people, to things, to the universe. And yet at three o'clock in the morning, when we are alone with ourselves, when we are aware that the most intimate and powerful of all relationships and the one we can never escape is the relationship to ourselves. No significant aspect of our thinking, motivation, feelings, or behavior is unaffected by our self-evaluation. We are organisms who are not only conscious, but self-conscious. That is our glory and, at times, our burden. We monitor, assess, and question ourselves in a way possible to no other species. We ask, who am I? What do I want? Where am I going? What is my purpose in life? Is my behavior appropriate to this purpose? Am I proud or ashamed of my choices and actions? Am I happy or unhappy to be who I am? We have the ability to ask such questions, and we have the ability to run from them. But the questions are always there, waiting for our response, even if we choose to pretend they do not exist or do not concern us. This is an amazing book. And Brandon, who's also the author of several other books, including The Six Pillars of Self-Esteem, Breaking Free, the psychology of romantic love, the psychology of self-esteem. He's very, very brilliant in illuminating in a very clear way the importance of conscious living and to honor the self, to choose to think rather than not to think. That's how he framed it in his psychology of self-esteem. To think or not to think is always one's choice. And that's what he's speaking to in this opening of honoring the self as well, where you always have the choice to ask questions about yourself, about your purpose, about what you want to raise your consciousness. But we also have the ability to not ask those questions, to avoid and evade those questions. And that's how he's defining self-esteem is what do, you think you're, what do you think about yourself when you're by yourself at 3 o'clock in the morning? What do you think about yourself when you're by yourself? So this need for consciousness, right, and honesty to be aware of what's happening inside of ourselves in that inner terrain to take that flashlight and explore, who am I? What do I want? What is my purpose? And oftentimes that can be uncomfortable because when we begin to explore our consciousness, then other thoughts or feelings might be uncovered that could make us uncomfortable. So 
and this is something that Brandon doesn't typically talk about is the needs that are behind someone who would choose not to think. And I want to explore this today, the idea of unconditional self-love, but also acceptance and compassion. No matter if you choose to think or not to think. And that's pretty liberating, isn't it? That's comforting to say that I can provide myself acceptance and compassion, even if I choose not to think. Because when we choose to not think, we are trying to get a need met, just like when every thought and action is trying to get a need met. So maybe it's a need for ease, a need for comfort or connection and belonging. Because what can happen when we, when we increase our consciousness? Well, we can begin to experience perhaps feelings of resentment or anger towards people from our past or beliefs that we've been taught. If we begin to question those things, right, which is consciousness, you question the worldview that you were given, that you basically inherited from your culture, from your parents parents, from your family, from your schooling, when you increase your consciousness and you ask, huh, why do I think that? Is that true? Well, you see, that can be uncomfortable because if you illuminate those questions, then it perhaps could be create a, some sort of fear of disconnection from your, in your relationships, right? You want to have connection. You want to belong. We want to have community. And oftentimes, as our, our species basically has been programmed to make sure we're, we're part of a group, and historically, as tribes, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, favored for an individual within a tribe to raise consciousness, raise self-esteem and question some of the norms in the tribe. Each person needed to each person needed to contribute to the overall tribe's thinking and missions and questioning that could be dangerous, right? Now there's many benefits of course to our ancestors and tribe tribal living and that are not get, getting met in our current modern world such as nutrition and and uh, connection and presence. But I think the true call for our species is to combine some of those needs for belonging, connection, community, and combine that with consciousness and self-esteem and honesty and integrity. Consciousness, have self-esteem, to have self-esteem while having the need for connection met. So this is, this is pretty much the calling for our species that I've identified, which is enormously challenging. It's enormously challenging because we have this, this, this bottom, this back part of our brain, the amygdala that wants, that wants that comfort. Yet the, the front part of the brain wants, the prefrontal cortex wants the self-esteem. That's the, that's the area where we have the choice to raise our consciousness, the choice to engage volition, to think, to ask questions. 
yet that can be that can be a little bit of a, a tug of war between those parts of the brain. But I think our species is capable if we have the courage to to do so. We are capable of creating a world of integration of both parts of the brain and to be able to get all these needs met. And that's what it means to thrive and flourish, right? Is to get all those needs met. But yes, the need for consciousness, the need to have a relationship with self. So when it's three o'clock in the morning and you are with yourself only and your thoughts, what is your habit of mind? Have you been choosing to not think? If you're choosing to not think, then you will always know that. And this is the nature of self-esteem. This is the foundation for self-esteem. The first pillar, as Brandon identifies in his six pillars of self-esteem, is living consciously. Is living consciously. And so when we choose to not think, choose to avoid, perhaps because we want to get that need met for comfort, but it could be sacrificing the need for consciousness. When we choose to not think, we always know it. We always know because there's always the truest self perched on top of the mind, so to speak, and watching all thoughts without judgment, but just objective data collecting, if you will. There's always the part of us, that, that, that sage self is what Brandon calls him. That's the wise part that sees the wise self, the true self that's, that sees all choices that the mind is making. So if one of those choices is to avoid thinking, then we know it, we know it deep down. And this is how we begin to evaluate ourselves as Brandon calls it. When we are choosing to avoid thinking, we're seeing ourselves do that deep down. Even if it's not conscious, we're, we do know deep down and sometimes that's that that three o'clock in the morning moment is when it comes to us oh wow i really i've been pretending i've been avoiding this uncomfortable truth i've been taking the easy path and i know i could do the more difficult path which is which is what i could be doing i have that potential right and and just to, to give a more broad definition of self-esteem brandon's definition of self-esteem is the fundamental belief that you are worthy of happiness as well as that you are able to cope with life's challenges. So when you approach, uh, when you have a, a challenge in front of you to perhaps do have a difficult conversation with a, a friend or do creative work that takes moving through that resistance, a difficult task, but tackling it, if you choose to do that, that tackle that challenge, you are building self-esteem because your sage self is watching you confront life's challenges, confront the obstacle and accomplish that. And you, that's how you build confidence. But let's go back to this idea of acceptance and compassion in terms of no matter what, no matter what we choose to do or not to do, Letting go of the judgments, letting go of the self-hate, which I identified in the last episode about there's nothing wrong with you. 
Because that's where this game of personal development often gets hung up, where people are continuing to try to improve themselves. And in the pursuit of self-improvement, there's so much judgment going on. I should be getting up earlier. I should be more productive. I should be more confident. I'm not good enough, basically, is at the bottom of that. I should have higher self-esteem. I should be more conscious. I should have a better relationship to myself. I should be more healthy. I should be more fit. I should be more masculine, more attractive. I mean, this is the self-hate that, that, that often gets lost, this, this concept of self-hate and seeing it, seeing the inner critics, who, again, are trying to get your needs met because they want you to flourish. But we don't see it like that typically. We see all these tools and tactics and philosophies to help your life. And that's great. But what is the means? What is the approach in the process of growth? And can you befriend yourself in the process of growth? Can you accept yourself when you fail? Can you accept yourself when you're not flourishing? You're coming up short. You're making mistakes. This is so incredibly difficult because there's so much conditioning of the self-hate. There's so much conditioning. As we, as we said last episode, it's normal. Sherry Huber identifies this. It's normal. It's what everyone else is doing. We're always going to have these voices with the shoulds and shouldn'ts. And you're not doing it right. And you're not doing it well enough. So this can be a really life-enriching frame, reframe to nurture in the process of growth. In the process of growth, to have this companion along the way of self-compassion. And to see that, yes, perhaps you failed. Perhaps you chose to eat a cookie. Perhaps you chose to avoid having the difficult conversation. Perhaps you chose to just latch on to the same worldview that you've had out of comfort, not out of truth, not out of reason. Maybe you could give yourself a break though. And by already acknowledging that you did that, you're already raising your consciousness. And if you're choosing to be kind to self and accepting and compassionate for whatever choice you've already made in the past, to provide yourself grace, you're already raising consciousness. So I hope this can be an effective or just a, a beneficial tool for you to keep in your back pocket, to keep along in your journey towards towards the life that you want, towards the destination, because we're always, of course, on the journey and the destination can always be, can always evolve. And so if we're going to be on this growth of trying to achieve this wonderful life, trying to achieve flourishing in the future, to have the professional 
breakthrough, to have the personal relationship breakthrough, to have improved health, to get somewhere that you are not right now, right? You're yearning for the growth and the flourishing and the excitement and the integrity and the intimacy and the connection and the achievement and the accomplishment and the creativity and the visibility. I mean, all these needs that you're striving for that maybe aren't getting net, met to the way that you want them right now. The striving for better. If in the process of striving, you allow yourself to accept where you are right now, accept the facts of this absolute moment and see where you are and provide yourself grace and compassion for where you are, then the whole journey can be a little bit more swift and smooth and loving. For always striving for the future, we're always going to be striving for the future. So this is always the sort of the paradox of personal development is how, how do we take acceptance and satisfaction in the moment while moving towards where we want to be. And that's the sort of yin and yang, right? It's the sort of ongoing. But the key, of course, is while. The, the, the word while. Yes, and. Walk the tightrope of the yin and yang symbol. Strike the balance, right? Always be present while pursuing further flourishing because in a sense, and not to go down the rabbit hole here, but part of being in the present is pursuing the flourishing because we need challenge in our life, right? <clears throat> and, that, and the nature of flow and in, the nature of flow in, entails an immediate challenge. So striving towards something. But the greater point here in today's episode is no matter how many times that you have a failure, a frustration, you mess up, you choose to contract in your, in your consciousness and self-esteem. Becoming conscious of that and accepting what is. And from, from there, compassion can emanate because we can't have compassion before acceptance. Being truly aware of what is right happening right now, when you allow that to happen, and maybe you're ex resisting having that acceptance, then you can zoom out and say, I notice that I'm resisting having this acceptance. I accept the fact that I'm having resistance to acceptance. Maybe you need to zoom out a couple times like that until you're really in the moment of accepting where you are. From there, compassion can emanate all on its own. So I see, I see that acceptance element as a more thoughtful thing. We are tuning in the mind to what is occurring, what is occurring in reality, what is occurring in the, in the body. And then by being fully present, the compassion is allowed to rush in or to gently wash in. <laughs> <laughs>